Hey everybody, welcome to Ask Me Anything. My name is Matt Love, and I am your host, and I'm here to ask Pastor JD a really, really good question that you may have asked or be asking right now. The question is, how can I trust Christians when so many are so hypocritical? Matt, that's a question that a lot of people wrestle with. Unfortunately, I think it's easy for the world around us to look at Christians as a whole and say, honestly, you're not that much better than me. Why would I follow the God that you claim to follow who is so much so much better, so much more glorious than, um, than, than what I believe in and what I build my life on? Uh, honestly, Matt, when I hear this question, I'm a little torn just to be totally transparent because a lot of times that question comes from people who are really speaking slanderously or at least um, just with very uh, – just you're not with a, a fair perspective. Um, they're just, you know, they're, they're kind of believing what, what I hate to say mainstream media, but they're believing what some stereotypes are about Christians. And the reality is uh, it's just not accurate. You know, I mean, Christians have always, even in their best, even the best Christians have been accused um, by the world because our enemy is at work in the world trying to slander the name of Jesus. They get accused. I mean, the earliest Christians um, at the time when the church was at one of its healthiest, you know, they were called atheists and cannibals. Um, neither of those things were accurate, but it's just it's something that our enemy does. And so I'm torn because on one side, I'm like, I don't know if you're responding to a fair picture just because you saw that about Christians in uh, you know, the media or in a, in a movie doesn't mean that's the way we actually are. And you have a tendency to latch onto a couple of, of smaller things and, and pretend like that defines the whole. But on the other hand, on the other hand, I know there is a lot of hypocrisy in the church, and I feel like I'm qualified to say that because you know I've served now in a local church for over 20 years. I saw a nationwide study uh, not, not long ago conducted, conducted by the Barna Group, in which they sought to compare the lives that Christians and non-Christians live to see what the actual differences were. By the way, I'm usually skeptical of these studies because I want to know, well, what do they count as a Christian? You know, is this everybody who just says I'm not a Jew or a Muslim or an atheist, so I must be a Christian? Because, you know, I would say, well, those are not actual Christians. But in this survey, they didn't count you as a Christian unless you could articulate the gospel, unless you affirmed your belief in the gospel, and unless you had an active involvement in church. That's at least, you know, a higher threshold than, than a lot of these surveys. The survey was completely anonymous so that people would just be honest about their lifestyles. Here's what they found. They found that Christians, good news, cuss less in public. They had to specify, by the way, not so much less in private, just, you know, when you're around Nana, you don't cuss as much. They give a little bit more to the poor. They're less likely to recycle, you know, because the world's just going to burn up anyway, they say. Christians give more money to religious nonprofits, and Christians on the whole buy fewer lottery tickets. So, you know, that's all super encouraging. We're really putting Jesus on display in those areas. However, however, the same survey found Christians are just as likely to visit a pornographic website as those who are not. They're just as likely to get drunk. They're just as likely to do illegal drugs or take prescription medicines that are not prescribed to them. They're just as willing to um, to lie to get out of a difficult situation, a, a little white lie. They're, 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 they're just as, as likely to have intentionally done something to get back at somebody within the last 30 days or to have said an unkind thing about somebody behind their back in the last 30 days. In this study, 84% of non-Christians, it, it was a parallel study, said they knew at least one believer personally but only 15% thought that person's lifestyle was significantly different than their own. Now, I want to remind you, these are self-reported things. So this is not media spin. It's self-reported. 
Um, and I just can't think this is what Jesus had in mind when he said he died to create a new race of people, a peculiar people for his glory. Uh, you know, just people that cuss less around grandma and buy less lottery tickets. Um, I, he said that they would know us because of the distinctions and how much we we loved. So all, that's a lengthy way of saying it's a legitimate question. So how do you handle a hypocritical Christian? I, I would just offer a couple thoughts here. First, maybe three. First, realize that hypocrisy is more about being human than it is a, a, a uniquely Christian thing. And what I mean by that is don't assume that this is a particular blight on Christianity that is unique to Christianity that invalidates Christianity in, Christianity in particular. Um, we know that hypocrisy is just a common human problem. Climate change advocates who fly private jets everywhere every time they have the climate summit somewhere. It's people flying on private jets or doctors who don't take care of themselves. Um, the apologist Francis Schaeffer used to say that if, you, if God wanted to condemn the human race, all he'd have to do is put a little tiny invisible recorder around everybody's neck that only activated and recorded your words whenever you said the word ought. He ought to do that. She ought to do that. And if you just took your ought statements and then judged you on the final day by your own ought statements, he said all of us would be condemned a thousand times over because very few of us, none of us, live according to what we believe to be to be right. We're all hypocrites. So again, I would just say hypocrisy is more about being human than it is a particularly Christian thing. In fact, let me draw a comparison that may help. You've probably heard that Christianity, um, oh, it causes violence. And that's unfortunately um, in Christian history, it's been true that things like the Crusades, the Inquisition, uh, the Salem witch trials, Christian leadership and the slave trade today, you know, Christians who bomb abortion clinics in the name of Jesus, that that has happened. However, we should acknowledge that atrocities have been committed by nearly every worldview. Violence and injustice, it doesn't matter what you believe or if you don't believe anything at all. For example, the, the communist Russian, Chinese, and Cambodian regimes, all of them rejected organized religion, but they have been responsible for more acts of genocide than any of the organized religions. A forerunner of those was the French Revolution of the 18th century. It rejected traditional religion and enthroned reason yet it was as violent as any revolution in history. And so why is that, that, that this is not, violence is not the, the property of just religious people and certainly not of just Christians. And what Tim Keller says, I, I love it. He says, we can only conclude that there is some violent impulse so deeply rooted in the human heart that it expresses itself regardless of what the beliefs of a particular society might be, whether socialist or capitalist, whether religious or irreligious. So the same thing is true about hypocrisy. It's just something endemic to the human heart. And yes, there are Christians who are hypocrites because that's uh, Christians are made up of the fallen human race, um, which leads me to number two. Hypocrisy does not invalidate the message. I mean, surely in recent days, we've seen some of the injustice in the medical system. A lot of doctors are greedy. They overcharge. Some of them are lazy and their laziness leads to misdiagnosis and sometimes unnecessary death. Sometimes they prescribe things that are not in the patient's interest, but in their own um, their own pocket's interest. But you would never say that those things invalidate the whole science of medicine. Yeah, you know, I, I just don't go to the doctor because it's full of hypocrites. That might not be the best strategy. So hypocrisy doesn't invalidate the message. The question you have to ask is which worldview leads to the good, to, to, to the best good for the poor? Which one leads just by, the, by consistency of thought to integrity and to generosity. Um, you, 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 say, you say, well, didn't so-called Christian countries sell mil millions into slavery? The best work on slavery, in my opinion, is by an African-American scholar named Thomas Sowell. 
It's a three-volume set. He points out that almost every society in history has been engaged in some kind of slave trade. Every slave sold to the Christians were enslaved and sold to them by other Africans. In addition to that, the Arabs sold twice as many slaves as did either the Africans or Christian countries. Thomas Sowell's conclusion is that all societies engaged in slavery. It's just what, what the strong in the human race, what the strong tend to do to the weak. Yet he says, when you examine what brought an end to slavery, that came exclusively out of Christian societies reflecting on the gospel. Slavery was stopped by the preaching of, of people like John Wesley and, and, and the politician William Wilberforce, who were both coming out of a, um, out of a Christian worldview. Even now, even now, he says, you have enormous guilt literature coming out of the West, but none, none of it is coming out of Arabia or, or the, the parts of Africa that are still animistic. That, that, that's not to exonerate heinous acts of injustice committed by people of Jesus. I'm just trying to say that, that the gospel didn't create the problem. If anything, it's the only thing that actually fixed the problem. Yes, Christians hypocritically participated in the slave trade. But only Christianity, only the gospel produced a William Wilberforce or a Martin Luther King Jr. Atheism or Islam did not produce those, those kinds of leaders. What turned the slave trader John Newton into one who fought for freedom for those slaves was his experience, he said, of, of, of amazing grace. What I'm trying to say is that the human heart is wicked and its hypocrisy, its, uh, its tendency toward injustice and oppression, um, those come from our fallen human heart. And it's true, unfortunately, even in Christianity. But the question you have to ask is, which worldview leads to integrity and generosity? And what I think you'll find is that historically, or even if you just think about it, Christianity has produced more of the reformers, whether we're talking about women or other races or um, helping people that are today um, sexually abused. Christianity produces more of those because at the center of Christianity, is a man who laid down his life for others and even laid down his life in forgiveness for those who were um, were persecuting him and for, for taking his life. Which leads me to the last thing that I'll say here is that third one. And that is, um, look to Jesus. You know, realize, first of all, that, that, that hypocrisy is a common thing among the human heart. Hypocrisy doesn't invalidate the message. And then just look to Jesus. The church is supposed to adorn Jesus. And it's tragic when, when we don't do that. And there have been chapters where, where we have not, um, chapters today where we don't. But when, when the church fails you, and they will inevitably, look at Jesus, look at his life. Christians murdered others in the Crusades, not because of the example of Jesus, but despite it. That's not necessarily true for Islam. In fact, it's not true for Islam. You know, Muslims often think about conquest because that's what Muhammad thought about. So you say, I hate hypocrisy. I can't stand to be around hypocrisy. Hey, so does Jesus. Just read the Bible. Over 2,000 verses in the Bible rebuke God's people for not having compassion on the poor. Whenever you complain about injustice or inconsistency in any context, at that moment, you're on the side of Jesus. One day, Jesus will deal with hypocrites. So when you see hypocrites, you take your eyes off of them and, and look at Jesus because he's the one that our faith is founded on. All right. Thank you, J.D. That was really great. That was a really helpful answer. Um, join us next week when Pastor J.D. answers a question from one of you guys, one of our listeners. Um, and the question is, can you lose your salvation? Make sure to follow Pastor J.D. on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter so you never miss an update on anything that he is doing or any of the content that he is getting out there, sermons, podcasts, um, books, resources. So go ahead and follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time on Ask Me Anything.